0: You are a part of the Lucky 10,000, with your hosts, Evan and Emily. Season 2, Astrophysics. Hey guys, this is Evan.
1: Oh hi, this is Emily.
0: And we are the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than the biggest bang you've ever had. And I'm not talking about theory, I'm talking about fact, motherfuckers. I'm talking about getting laid, bitches.
1: We're cutting that right? No. Gross.
0: Um, and we would like to thank first Podbean and Stitcher for having us. Also, the Tangent Bound Network for also having us. Thank you. BeardedPodsNetwork.com featuring not only us, but Teddy the Basement, and the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast featuring also myself. And today we are continuing our series on astrophysics.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: It should be because it's a bang.
1: It's a big bang.
0: It's a huge bang. It's a bang that some would say, without which, we wouldn't be here, and you wouldn't be listening to us right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those things that you sort of think you know until you get into it. And I always worry sometimes, especially with the way we've discovered that subjects sort of piggyback on one another, that we're not going to have enough to fill an episode. Jesus Christ, was I wrong?
1: Oh, really?
0: There's a lot about the Big Bang. Okay. And that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Okay. So, I hope you're in the same position, or you know more than me, and can explain some shit.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I was looking up some stuff, and I was I feel like I felt, oh my gosh, everything is so far over my head. Yeah. But, like, let's dive right in. Okay. Like, the Big Bang Theory. Yes. What is it? A
0: terrible sitcom.
1: Well, I was reading that it is an American television sitcom created by Chuck Lorre oh, and Bill Pratty. Oh, you did Bill all Prattie, the wrong
0: research. And
1: the show premiered on CBS on September 24th, 2007. You did
0: all the wrong research.
1: No, I don't think oh, I did. Oh, no. No. There's, there, uh, Sheldon is a great character. Sure. Um, there's a lot of real... They have a spinoff. Of the yeah, Big I know. Bang, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting facts out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Well, tell me about it. Let's let's get into that. Okay. How did it begin?
1: Uh well, there there's actually a really be- a better question.
0: Was there anything before? the Big
1: What Bang was period? before the Big Bang? Yeah. So before the Big Bang, there was an original pilot that never aired, okay. and there were two female leads. Canadian actress Amanda Walsh played a street hardened, mm. tough as nails woman named Katie with a vulnerable okay. interior. And then there the other lead was Iris Barr as Gilda, uh-huh. who is a scientist colleague, and a friend of the male characters, which I think would have been really smart to have a female scientist so, before like sure. earlier on.
0: So in the history of the galaxy, the theory now is mm-hmm. that the Big Bang came from Cagney and Lacey.
1: I don't know that I don't even know what that means.
0: <sighs> I'm so much older than everyone I know.
1: Cat- no, but I don't, I remember, I don't know anything about pop culture, so maybe Kathy that. Kathy and
0: Lacey was a two tough chicks cop show in oh, the 80s. Oh,
1: yeah, tough as nails. Yeah, that's yeah. them. So what happened was, although the original pilot wasn't picked up, its mm-hmm. creators were given an opportunity to retool it and produce a second pilot. Right. Which And, and in which they brought in the remaining cast and retooled the f- show to its final format, and Katie... Was replaced by Penny, who's played by Kaylee Cu- um, Cuoco. I have Cuoco. such
0: a crush on her. Who doesn't? It's the only reason I would watch the show.
1: And the original unaired pilot has never officially been released, but it has been circulated on the internet.
0: Can I just tell you one of the reasons I love you as much as I do? Why? Because you commit to bits.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Okay, but in all seriousness, I did look up this thing that was 21 awesome facts you might not know about the Big Bang Theory. The show? Number one, we still don't know Penny's surname. Oh, wow. Unlike other characters, Penny is the only one whose surname has never been revealed. Quick
0: question. Do you watch the Big Bang Theory? No. Okay. Number two. Most geeks despise it.
1: Number two, actress Mayim Bialik has yes. an actual neuroscience she is a, she is, PhD in real life. She
0: is brilliant, and she's also Blossom.
1: Yeah, I know Blossom. Yeah. Number three, the cast are also highly skilled musicians. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, number four, it was completely ripped off in Belarus. There's yeah. one. There's an episode called The Theorists, <clears throat> the show is called The Theorists, and it's literally the same show.
0: There was a... Uh Indian like Bollywood version of Seinfeld at one point that looked like it was made for about five dollars.
1: I love this. Uh there's a real bee named after Sheldon's catchphrase, Aww. which is Bazinga. Biologists discovered a new bee species in Brazil. Is that where that comes from. Named the u- No, named the u- Uglossa Bazinga after Sheldon's favorite word. So Sheldon's Ugh. word was the precursor to the name. Uh. Number six, Jim Parsons has never seen Star Trek like me. He's uh. he plays Sheldon. Number seven, a grapefruit helped create the word bazinga. Sheldon's favorite word bazinga was first uttered in season two finale, but it was created with the help of a silly prank. One of the writers used the word to say gotcha in a recurring backstage gag involving an old grapefruit in the writer's room, and the word kept getting used, and eventually it made its way to the actual script shortly before the filming of finale. And he opened it up, and he said, and Stephen would say bazinga, and the producer uh, said that it was the writer's word for like gotcha, like bazinga. So one of the writer's words. I Just didn't fun. know
0: that word came from that show.
1: Your, yeah, it did. It evolved there. It had its genesis. Very nice. Number eight, CBS gave it a three-season renewal twice. Jeez. Whoa, I think it's in like its 12th season.
0: Yeah, it's been around a long time.
1: Uh, number nine, the character spoke about my myam Bialik. I can't say her last <laughs> name, and it went into her first name. Before she was on the show.
0: So they, I guess they probably knew they her had, and liked her and knew she was really smart. Yeah.
1: Number 10, all the elevator scenes are filmed on just one floor.
0: Oh, my God. Al- I thought you said alligator. There's no, al- alligators in this show? Elevator. Oh.
1: Maybe I'm using bad diction. <laughs> Number 11, soft kitty is an actual song. Soft okay. kitty. I have no idea. Soft kitty, pretty that. little ball of fur. The song dates back to the 1930s, uh-huh. titled Warm Kitty, but they changed it to Soft Kitty
0: and then they changed it to Smelly Cat. Smelly, smelly Cat. cat.
1: Um, the Big Bang Theory might actually be about the apocalypse. This mm. is just a cracked video that's like deconstructing it. Whatever. Um, how Number 13, Howard has only female toys. I think that basically means that like they're just saying his sci-fi and fantasy figurines are made of female characters, yeah. which to me doesn't mean female toys well, uh, I
0: mean, if you don't feel like you need to divide the toys into gender specific right. roles, then you wouldn't want to be like that. Maybe they mean like
1: Like female toys, as in, like, all of the toys happen to be
0: probably sci fi pop culture things he has crushes on.
1: Could be. Uh, and then 14, we already know Penny of was course. originally Kate, whatever. Uh, 15, nearly everyone has seen Penny naked. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Okay, that's weird. Uh, sixteen. The pilot had a condif- completely different theme song. It wasn't until wow. later. It used to be "She Blinded Me with Science," but then they got the bare naked ladies to do the original one or the one that we use now. Yes. Uh, seventeen. We still haven't met Penny's mother. Oh no. Eighteen. The writers used a Star Trek reference for Will Wheaton's character. I guess Will Wheaton, Will who is on the show.
0: Uh, wh- do you know who Will Wheaton is? Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, he was he does those uh those weird things like Firefly. Is that him?
0: No. Oh come on <laughs> That's who'd... Joss Whedon.
1: Ah oh, man, who's Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton
0: was on Star Trek Next Generation. Dang it. As Wesley Crusher, one of the See? most annoying characters in the galaxy. I think
1: I knew something and I but went he, right uh, over.
0: He came uh, he has become a bit of a geek culture icon because he genuinely is a geek, whereas most other people on that show didn't even know what Star Trek was.
1: Perfect. Uh, Number 19 Amy was nearly played by Kate Micucci
0: Ooh Who has the best last name ever
1: Love it uh, Number 20 Sheldon's shirts sometimes convey his mood Let's pay attention oh. to that And finally 21 This is what the apartment really looks like and it's gigantic It is a huge apartment that no one could possibly afford ever in their lives
0: Just like the friend's apartment
1: so that is all of my research on the Big Bang Theory. No,
0: it's not. You no, it showed is. me your research today.
1: It is okay. Well, I have stuff on the Big Bang, but but that's all about the the TV show. What is what is the Big Bang theory?
0: Well, since I'm the only person that knows this information, thank you for coming to me, and I will explain it to you.
1: Thank you. That's it? You're
0: welcome. Kinda. Okay. (laughs) I got a lot of information from a, a Pioneer Broadcasting documentary featuring Michio Kaiku. Yes. And Lawrence Krauss.
1: Ooh. Who
0: both spoke very elegantly about the Big Bang Theory, yet even after taking notes, I had to watch it like two more times. Love it. Because there was so much information being thrown at me, and I got a little addendum Featuring Stephen Hawking. Basically, the Big Bang Theory, uh, and at some point, I don't know whether we should do this or not, but you can't almost talk about this kind of stuff without talking about the other side, and seeing as how the majority of the scientific community believes that the Big Bang happened, the other side is religious opinion, Oh, and whether or not we want to tread that territory, I don't know. You should always have a pro and con, but- String theory, it's easy to have a scientific pro and con. Parallel universes, it's easy to have a scientific pro and con. Big Bang Theory, not so much, because any con people out there are in such a small minority that the only people that are really trying to say it didn't happen are the people who don't want it to have happened because it disproves something in their minds, faith-wise.
1: Oh, see, I kind of found different things... That, like, God was the reason that the Big Bang I, happened.
0: Well, and we can get into that. say, so, so let's make that towards the end of the episode. We okay. can actually get into what we know about the religious opinion. Okay. Because I think what you're talking about actually piggybacks on how a I lot of creationists. Piggyback. Isn't it fun? I love piggybacks. creationists. Creationists. It's it's the same thing as the problem with dinosaurs, and we'll get into detail, all detail about this later, but for the longest time, a lot of religions wouldn't acknowledge that the dinosaur fossils were real because oh, the Bible right. doesn't really say anything about it. None right. of the religious texts say anything about dinosaurs. Now, right. they can't deny it, so they've tried to work it back in. Well, They're yeah. trying to show, like, there's a creationist museum and... Uh, Ohio or oh, something yeah, like Bill that. Oh,
1: yeah, and Bill Nye had the the argument with the Australian the creationist guy. Most,
0: he's the one that made the museum, and yeah. it is the most frustrating argument I've ever seen. I
1: kind of enjoyed it. I kind of like watching two people like fight, but like they have an argument fight.
0: But like, an it would have been better fight. had the religious guy had better points. And we'll get, we can know. get into that later, too. Well,
1: we'll cut all this stuff out. We'll <laughs> but, get to the real thing. But
0: in his museum, he has... Exhibits showing dinosaurs and people working together, like yeah. people with their 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 stuff on the back of a Velociraptor. It's which the
1: Flintstones. Did
0: it's the Flintstones? Flintstones didn't happen. Do, do,
1: do, do. It didn't yeah.
0: happen, and it couldn't have happened. But
1: how do you know you weren't there, Evan?
0: It's true. Science it tells here. us, though. Science. This is the thing.
1: Yeah, they tell us.
0: The one of the biggest questions I wanted to answer for myself was into more of the specifics of how do we know that the Big Bang happened? What evidence has led us to that conclusion?
1: cosmic background. Microwaves. Microwaves. Microwave radiation.
0: Yeah. They will nuke the hell out of a corn dog.
1: It's happening. Those microwaves Mm -hmm. are like talking to us from the distant past and saying, hey, guess what? This has happened.
0: Well, let's go back even further than that. Okay. Let's go back to the Big Bang of the Big Bang Theory, let's just say.
1: So the Big Bang Theory, what I found like a basic explanation is that it is the leading explanation. Yes. And when I say leading I mean like Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking about like. They've all basically accepted it. We've got like back in the day they called like the laws of like, like of Newton. They called them laws. More yes. recently in recent science they've said hey we're not going to call things laws because we like are humble and we're understanding that like things change and things can be a part of a larger picture that we don't know all of them so we're not going to say it's a law but we're going to call them theories right like humbling ourselves to future generations yes. however like this is just as this is like gravity like every and- pretty much everybody agrees That the Big Bang theory and gravity are happening
0: because if they weren't, we'd be flying all over the planet and thrown out into space.
1: So the Big Bang theory is the leading explanation about how the universe began, and it basically says the universe we know it started out with like this itty bitty collection, so much smaller than you could possibly imagine, like hugely, like it's I think they said like one billionth, billionth, billionth the size of of like an atom, like it's itty bitty, and. Over the next thirteen point eight billion years, mm-hmm. it like like it like it expanded rapidly, mm-hmm. and then over thirteen point eight billion years later, we are here right now right. talking on this podcast. And
0: the interesting thing that I learned from this documentary, yes. well, first the first person. Do you have who the first person to uh, propose the Big Bang theory was?
1: Oh. I don't think I do. I think I had it. And then I was like, we don't need that. Evan will tell me.
0: Yeah. Well, you're right. I will. I think it was 1929. Yes. In California at the. Because my notes are so terrible. I
1: love them.
0: It was an observatory read by Edwin Hubble. We know the name Hubble because of the Hubble telescope. Yeah. And until that point, uh, people just thought the universe was just sort of there. Yeah, and this is a big thing. It got created, whatever. And he noticed that galaxies are actually f- reaching, like distancing themselves from each other. They're yes. spreading out. Yes. So, using backwards logic, you go, well, if they're spreading out, that means there must have been a force that pushed them out. Yeah. Which means something must have started to create that force, and through process of elimination, through scientific research, the theory. And this is one of the reasons that religious people argue with it, unfortunately, because we use that word theory, Mm -hmm. uh, is that there was this gigantic explosion Mm -hmm. billions of years ago that caused all these things to start happening. Yeah. And he was able to, using uh, light, testing uh, different types of light, figure out that, A, and this is where I'm trying to explain this stuff the way I understood it from the documentary, and I may get it wrong. And You're sound never like a gonna get idiot. it
1: wrong. Bring it on. Because and we'll I'm get the never hate... wrong. We'll get the hate mail, and they'll tell us like, "Evan, what's got... wrong with you?" We
0: haven't gotten any hate mail. Oh, yet.
1: come on, people! Bring on the hate mail. Tell us
0: we're stupid. Tell us like that
1: was dumb.
0: Look, Emily just went on a ten-minute rant about the show, The Big Bang Theory. I so did. That deserves something.
1: Thank you. You're
0: welcome. So he's just basically judging light waves the way you would the way you would test sound waves. And sound waves, as they get further away, they deepen. And he discovered that uh, red light in space means it's farther away Ooh, than blue light in
1: space. I love which this. Which means
0: it's, it's testable to see the universe actually expanding. Oh
1: my gosh, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, so he was the guy, and that's why he's renowned in the scientific communities, that first said, I think this all started with... Uh, an explosion. An explosion that was, at the time that it happened, 10 trillion trillion times hotter than the sun.
1: Yeah. I was watching some Neil deGrasse Tyson videos. Yeah. He was talking about, like, everything was just so Mm -hmm. hot when the Big Bang happened. Mm -hmm. And, like, so recently, Mm -hmm. like, it was was so hot that when the Big Bang happened, you know how we talked about, like, there was gravity and then Mm -hmm. the strong force and the weak force and the electromagnet force. Like, And all of those were unified. Yeah. Like, all of those, like, were, like, the same equations. Everything was being used that could, like, make sense of all of that. It was so hot. Everything, like, made sense. And then as the universe cooled, things like gravity Mm -hmm. and the strong force and electromagnetic force, like, figured out their own way of, like, doing things. It's, like, so weird to, like, conceptualize that.
0: Well, that's one of the problems is that our brains are in such a desperate search for patterns, evolutionarily speaking, Mm -hmm. that we can't just assume something happened that led to this thing happening. An interesting theory about uh, the uh, mindset of conspiracy theorists, Oh, I actually think is kind of connected to this. So people that believe that 9-11 was a conspiracy, let's just say, you would think those people live in fear. The opposite tends to be true. That to them, the idea that the government is this big, powerful entity that is intelligent, that has all this power, mm-hmm. that was able to construct this lie uh-huh. and this this awful terrorist attack mm-hmm. to, to forward an agenda, yeah. is actually safer than the idea that six or seven random guys could have caused all that chaos. Right.
1: It's their way of, like, finding, like... Comfort yes. or like understanding of the world. Because it's much scarier
0: to think that the small group uh, of disorganized people could have brought us to our knees. Right. It has to be something bigger. Yeah. And I think the same thing applies when we think about the cosmos. There has to be a meaning to it. There has to be a reason.
1: Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe like the, the universe is just really hot. Maybe we're just
0: really just, lucky to be here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this idea of like this this singularity, this yeah. like we we are the only life on earth that, or in the universe. Like, well, maybe we are, but we're probably not. We're probably not. But like it's so cool. That, like, Earth just happened to be this far away from the yeah. sun when all of that ish settled after the Big Bang. You
0: know, I can prove to you, Emily, <gasps> that, uh, well, maybe not prove, prove. No, you can can't. But I can tell you right now, Emily, that you have seen an alien. In fact, you're looking at one right now. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Because Evan, part of the building blocks of humanity are amino acids. The same <gasps> amino acids that are found in the tails of comets are found <gasps> in meteorites that hit the Earth all the time. So it's possible that we are made of star stuff.
1: I have, like, heard this, Evan, that, like, the reason that there could be life on Earth is because planets, like, like... Like, Millions of ancient, years ago, like, life up. forms, yeah. like, on a comet run into the Earth, and this bacteria, like, falls off, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, look, here's carbon. I can yeah. breathe that. Oh, look, I'm a fish now. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Yeah,
0: so everything's connected, which would make sense if it all came from the same original one thing. Right. And you were talking about the speed of the Big Bang. I had no idea how fast it's it actually so occurred.
1: so fast. and. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me everything.
0: I was just going to say that they actually constructed a measure of time <gasps> to figure out how quickly it happened. Yes. That, uh, Bring me that measure of time. It, they call it Planck time. Ooh. P L N C K. Named after a guy named Max Planck, who sounds like hard bitten detective Max Planck. Ooh, I'm I love it. I not taking it. any more of this universal crap from you. Um, and it's in order to. Conceptualize what a short amount of time this is. One uh uh moment of plank time mm-hmm. is point forty-two zeros one of one second.
1: Oh, ish.
0: And what they're saying is a lot of the big ba- when the, um, the original bitty, itty, tiny, tiny little piece, smaller than an atom, mm-hmm. expanded And that's everything in our universe. Everything, like Everything that everything we, everything we know and it could be
1: is in there. Whoa. It, ex-
0: it expanded first to the size of a baseball, which was the largest expansion ever. Yeah. From baseball to universe is not as big as from the original tiny little particle to baseball.
1: Oh, Ish.
0: Yeah. And all this happened very quickly. See,
1: my, yeah, our human brains were like never meant to know all this stuff. Think
0: about infinity.
1: We can't. No. No. I also have something to, I want to piggyback on some of the things you're saying. Um, so there wasn't an actual bang, y'all. Like, it wasn't like a like, boom, (laughs) like, it's simply that, like, space itself just expanded. Yeah. Like, if you, if you, um, I, r- I read that like if think about like a balloon, like a, a not blown up balloon and there are dots all over it. If you start blowing that balloon up, all the dots move away from each other, yes. like on the surface, spread out. And it's also kind of like that sheet we were talking about last last episode, like if you've like a bedroom sheet mm-hmm. and everything's like all squished together and like all of the every all of the atoms that could ever exist in the universe were there. Mm-hmm. When it when that sheet opened up all of the balls that were on that sheet (laughs) just, like, came out with it. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You said balls.
1: I hate you. Um, But, yeah, so, like, the bowling ball and the the tennis balls, all those things, like, squished out. Because a lot of times people are like, how, like, if, like, it moved as fast as the speed of light. Yes. Like, it was, like, so fast. Yes. But how can, like... At, like, how do atoms, how do those all move at the speed of light? Well, they didn't move at the speed of light. Space-time moved right. at the speed of light, and those things were just like, hey, I'm here so on this blanket for fun. Like, I'm coming that's with That's actually you. really cool.
0: I didn't think about it that way. Because yeah. I really, like, what I researched was much more of, like, the first few seconds of the Big Bang. Which I love. Because the big questions are, uh, where do atoms come from? Where do molecules come from? How did this go from this to this yeah. that eventually led to what we are now. And it's all about the creation of matter because there was no matter. Yeah. It is literally something from nothing. And that is something that we can't wrap our minds around.
1: Yeah. There was like this that I, I'm sure you might get to it in your timeline, but there was like a, a portion mm-hmm. right after the big bang where everything like no light could be created because the atoms like no photons were existing like there was like the that matter and antimatter were breaking off so evenly that there was like matter and antimatter so it canceled out so there was nothing yes and then eventually there scientists still aren't sure but like matter like the matter and antimatter would like break off and then it would Mm -hmm. be matter and matter so like then we had matter.
0: There is a theory. And, oh, tell me. No, no, keep going. I don't want to interrupt no, you. No, that's though. it.
1: That was all I was going to say is like, for some reason, matter just started yeah. happening.
0: Well, so this is the thing. So, what I researched, so the bang happens, and then there's nothing but energy. The okay. bang creates energy. Matter has not been created yet. I love this. At some point, matter gets created, Ugh. then matter and antimatter get created off right. of each other. And what you learn from this, Star Trek had an episode about this too, by Ooh. the way, but I don't remember it as much detail as the Mirror Mirror, but they basically had a matter person versus his antimatter opposite. Ooh. And the whole thing was, they can't touch, they can't be in the same room. Because if, this is the way it was explained, if a matter apple touched its antimatter doppelganger, it would cause... A ten megaton nuclear explosion. There
1: you go. So don't have that happen.
0: No, let's try to avoid that. And the thing is, this is the most interesting thing to me about the whole matter-antimatter thing, because they get created out of this energy, Mm -hmm. and they start running at each other and hitting each other. Yeah. Because matter and antimatter cannot coexist. Right. So if they touch, it's all gone. This is what ended up the create after billions of years to us being here. Had, and at first you think, okay, well, if every particle of matter has its antimatter counterpart, then they should have all run into each other and all been wiped out of existence, never leading to the creation of Of anything physical. What they think may have happened, this is just a theory, is that the antimatter was less stable, so it sort of dissipated (gasps) first, leaving enough matter to create the universe. Now, had- That makes sense. This is the interesting thing, though. Had the antimatter one still probably would have turned out exactly the same way.
1: <gasps> why?
0: Because antimatter is basically the same thing as matter.
1: Oh, my Bob. So we would just be anti-versions of That's why of they ourselves. say
0: you've got an anti-apple versus a matter apple. They can both exist, but they can't exist at the same time. That
1: blows my mind. One of
0: them had to win, and we probably would have still been exactly the same, regardless of which one won.
1: Oh, my Bob. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that happens, and the whole energy from the whole matter from nothing, I I that really fucked with me yeah. until they explained. Well, a, Einstein,
1: yeah,
0: and B, he's always
1: behind everything, isn't I know.
0: he? He's a devious little fuck,
1: a little sneaker.
0: The atom bomb, yeah, is matter turned to energy. Anti-
1: yeah, oh you right, You take right. protons
0: and particles put them together, they disappear and create energy. Yeah. Who's to say you can't then reverse that Do it the other
1: way. Yeah. Evan, genius.
0: I know. I came up with you that all by myself. You came up with that theory. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bassman. We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests,
1: and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the basement. Yeah. Yeah, what, there's something, yeah, the universe was expanding, mm-hmm. but it also got faster yes. as it inflated, Yes. so, and it's still getting faster, mm-hmm. so that means in time, nobody will be able to see other galaxies from Earth, like... It's gonna be a while. Yeah, but, like,
0: eventually. <laughs> do you ever think there was a point where the galaxies were so close to us that had, yeah. we, had we had the wherewithal, we could have just flown up into space and gone, hey, look, there's another planet with life on it. Probably. That's what I want to oh do Oh, my gosh, then. that
1: makes my brain explode. <laughs> if I'm they so ever mad.
0: invent time. It's like they're literally our neighbors. We could literally knock on their door. Yeah. Hey, this is Earth 1, Earth 2. Can we borrow some sugar? Yeah.
1: But the, and then, yeah, I, I was researching, like, if we wait long enough, eventually a distant oh, galaxy will reach the speed of I light. I actually
0: didn't research that, but that was a question I had in my head because if they're still, if the universe is still expanding.
1: Yeah. Eventually, and, light won't be able to, like, reach us. Yeah. And so there's no way for extraterrestrials to communicate with us. Now, here's the question. We are We're not drifting ex-
0: away from the sun. No. Our galaxy it's is trapped getting, in its gravitational yeah. field. It's getting
1: farther away from it's other galaxies. From,
0: yeah. That makes sense.
1: So, yeah, it's not like we're getting further away from the sun. I mean, we may be, but, like, minutely. What
0: if the multiverses all used to be one universe?
1: Evan, stop it with those theories. Now we're
0: all being pulled so far away from each other. That's what created their own. Because if a galaxy can exist in its own gravitational field, who's to say that eventually the gravitational field were it to get far enough could break off on its own and oh my have its Bob. own giant individual gravitational field. That's probably and what's happening. The multiverse. Thank you, anyone who's listening to this. You can go ahead and mail me my Nobel Prize. Mic drop. To don't drop your mic. You, don't drop your mic. Yeah, let's not. That would be very annoying. And I'm not gonna give you my address either. Good. But I might. You don't ask nice you dare. And you send me a pretty picture.
1: Um, so big bang. Yes. Not a real bang. No. Space, ex- like, just space moving very quickly. Yes. Just ballooning. Supercharged,
0: superheated space. Out.
1: Super hot space, ballooning out, and then the universe, st- like, matter starts being created, the mm-hmm. universe starts cooling. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's probably the universe starts cooling and then matter gets created. Sure. Because the atoms couldn't really become atoms. Right. Until it got a little cooler. So, cooler, and then, like, matter, mm-hmm. antimatter happening, those... Atoms colliding with other atoms, then becoming like hydrogen, mm-hmm. and then hydrogen, and then carbon. All these other things start matching up, and they like live together. And then planets are forming, and suns are happening, and and comets, and space debris is running into other things. And then there's us. Yeah, that's and a it, lot.
0: It is a lot. But if you if you bring it down to its simplest terms, we know we are made of molecules. Yeah, that. If you can imagine that all of this stuff that we're touching that feels solid and real is actually just this gigantic assemblage of all these tiny little bitty things, then it sort of makes sense that the right combination of these things can create something. I mean, every time a kid does a volcano in a science fair project, it's a combination of two things that create something else.
1: Like vinegar. Vinegar
0: and baking soda. And
1: baking soda. And red food coloring. Yeah.
0: And water can go to ice, can go to water vapor, back to water. Three completely Again. different things that are all the same thing. Speaking
1: of things, yeah. going from one thing and turning into another. Yeah. What happened before the Big Bang?
0: Mm, that's something we should get into later. Later? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, because there's if,
0: still other stuff to talk about.
1: Evan, what else do we have to talk about?
0: Well, how do we know? Again, how do we confirm That there is a big bang, that there's something going on.
1: Those cosmic background rays. But
0: how did we find the cosmic background rays? Well, can you tell me? I can try. Okay. If I can find the right note.
1: you got to find them. Well, those cosmic background rays are the same cosmic background rays that we talked about when we were talking about the cold spot in our universe. We use those same things. We're just like, oh, there's a cold spot. And you can see those same microwave radiation in an older TV set when it goes to Static.
0: And do you know how we found that? (gasps) Tell me. The horn antenna. The what? The horn antenna. It's a radio telescope that uh, Arnold, Pingus, and Robert, Madison. I'm trying to read my own handwriting. I love it. Um, they were studying radio waves. Okay. From clouds of gas. And it's this, it looks like, do you remember those, in older movies, like Civil War times, when someone had problems hearing, they would put the little, looks like almost like a trombone up to their ear.
1: Yes. Like they're old, so they like they're like old timey. What's the top of a
0: phonograph? I can't
1: hear you. I well, need you to speak louder. Yeah, exactly. Okay, There's perfect. a
0: gigantic one of those that Ooh. these guys were using to test radio waves, and they kept hearing this static that this they initially amazing. thought was... At one point, they seriously there's a good drunk history about this actually uh, at one point, they literally thought, "I think we got pigeons in there," and they oh. kept cleaning it out and they couldn't find anything they couldn't find anything and then at some point, they realized they couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from because it was coming from everywhere, oh my gosh, Evan. And it's that leftover is the a- radiation of the expanding of the universe
1: that is so cool, yeah. Just thinking like, okay, there's nothing else that this could be. Process of elimination. Mm-hmm. If it's not pigeon poop, it's got to be the universe. And these
0: guys are still alive. They're still <gasps> picking. They're still around.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So there was a constant static- and if it sounds like I'm reading this, <laughs> I am.
1: Well, I was reading a lot of things because there's a lot of things that I don't know off the top of my head that are hard.
0: All they could figure out was that it didn't come from Earth. It came from somewhere in deep space and older and farther away than anything found in our own universe. The echo from the Big Bang remnants of heat super, of heat super hot turned to X-ray radiation, which equaled visible light shifting from blue to red, which equaled. Microwave radio waves. Whoa. They call them cosmic microwave background radiation or CMB for short. And yes, when your TV gets static, that's what you're looking at. You're looking CMB.
1: at the creation of our universe. Isn't that cool?
0: It's awesome. Although I hate it when it interrupts a TV show.
1: See, I don't ha I don't really watch TV. I as, do but as you've gathered from our yes, pop culture. Obviously.
0: But I also grew up in the '80s, so that could happen if you if you didn't have a good antenna. This is true. The static would interrupt the TV show. I,
1: that, that would happen when internet. I would use my VHS to record something. Just, yeah, get those little lines. You had to do the tracking.
0: And now there's also been other tests. Yes. Uh, have you ever heard of the WMAP?
1: No. Yes, I have. I'm looking at my the Wilkinson Microwave Anisotropy Probe. Yeah. Ooh, that's it's hard to say.
0: It's also kind of sexy. No, it's not. It's a probe. No. It's Why did I agree girl. to do
1: this podcast with you when everything goes to poop? It's going to
0: find your frequency, girl. I don't like it. So what did this What did this
1: WMAP do?
0: It tested the temperature of space, basically. It
1: sounded like when I asked you that that I was like being facetious. Like, what does it do, Evan? But I literally am asking you, what could it
0: possibly do? It was created by David...
1: S pumpkins. I
0: hope so. Uh, might as well have been the way I wrote it. Uh, sparkle, sparkle,
1: sparkle. I love this because like none of these are going to be correct. We should put in Easter eggs in here of yeah. like completely inaccurate information, and when someone is just like that's wrong, yeah. then like they get like a shout out on the next show. Maybe
0: it's David Spangle.
1: Okay, Evan, <laughs> do I need to Google this?
0: Maybe okay. So Google what W Map I- NASA David?
1: W Map NASA David yields David Spurgle. Spurgle S P E R G E L, ladies and gentlemen. Is David N Spurgle. With
0: that last name,
1: he should talk like this all the might time. It be Spurgle. Could be a
0: still could be a hard joke. With that last name, his voice should sound like the Conan O'Brien
1: character. Hello, I'm Mr. Spurgle. No offense, I discovered. David.
0: A, I made a satellite. Well cool. Uh, well what he did was he he used it to measure the temperature of cosmic radiation. Okay. He launched it in two thousand one, uh, a million miles away from Earth, and it reveals tiny ripples in temperature, which allowed us, using a temperature sort of graph, to see the shape of the universe at Dude, its creation.
1: That's awesome. He's a pretty cool guy. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Because the ripples developed into clusters, and the universe was flooded with matter, and yeah, we already went over pure energy and all that stuff. We did. We went over a bit of pure energy. But I also got into the, you know, the process of testing all this stuff because we can say we think all this stuff happened, but this is the difference again between science and faith. Yes, technically the Big Bang Theory is still a theory because we haven't proved it yet beyond the shadow of a doubt.
1: Right. And the thing is that, like, even, like, Newton's laws right. of of gravity or, right. like, Newton's laws of therm- thermodynamics. Like, right. the way that Neil deGrasse Tyson said this, because I'm probably going to, you know, not say it in as beautiful a way as he does, is that, like, there's just aspects of what we know that will probably be, like, cogs in a bigger yes. wheel of truth. Yes. And so there's no way that we can ever be with per- 100% certainty of, like, this is what we know, period, period end stop end of sentence like no this is pro- everything we know will have greater mm-hmm. revealings of truth later on and so the, there's the, no reason to say that this is a law right. and it's the hard. big
0: difference is the people that believe in sort of the more supernatural things are so sure that they're right that as soon as you present them with evidence that might, that might show them as being wrong, because I've had this conversation with people over and over again, they can't handle it. Whereas if you show a scientist yeah. evidence that they're wrong, they go, that's fucking awesome. Let's see what it could be then. Yeah. If I came to the wrong conclusion, let's
1: figure out how to come to the right conclusion. Right. I always want to know... That's why I want the hate email. I want all the things. I want to be like, tell me how I'm wrong. I want to learn new things. That's why I'm doing this cool podcast with Evan.
0: And one of the things that we're doing to test these things, going back to, this is is the fun irony to me of this, though, is -hmm. that this is such a cerebral, intelligent thing. There's so many smart people working on this, and they have a lot of finesse. But at the end of the day, this shit just comes down to banging two things together and seeing what happens. Yeah. Because yet again- we come to another uh, uh, Atom Adam Smasher. Atom
1: Adam Smasher. The uh, pew, pew, pew.
0: Relativistic Heavy Ion Collider, or RIC, RIC,
1: Ooh. for short.
0: Yeah. Evan, uh, you
1: did so much more research than me on this episode. I watched the
0: documentary. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I did a lot of research on the Big Bang Theory movie TV show.
0: Oh, you did? Continue. And you, and you did well. You know more about that show than I do. I sure do. It was started in 2000 and the idea was to smash uh, nucleons of gold atoms at nearly the speed of light. That's when quarks were discovered. Five years later, uh, they discovered, through this process, that we initially thought of the initial universe as sort of gaseous,
1: Mm -hmm. and they
0: actually came to the conclusion it was more of a liquid, like a big soup (gasps) with molecules and atoms and shit just throwing around it.
1: That's awesome.
0: And this leads us... To the big uh, part of one of the reasons that Einstein is so lauded, because the mystery of the universe at that point was, okay, so all these atoms were smashing together and they create matter. Mm -hmm. If you and I sit here and talk to each other as we are, there is one thing about us that does not change. If we go up into space... Our weight changes. A lot of other stuff around us changes, but there is one thing about us that still doesn't change. What? Our mass.
1: Oh, we you don't still get take bigger up or smaller the same, the same amount, amount of, of space. space. But
0: how? Why? When did that come into effect? Huh? And that's what you know. E equals mc squared was all about saying that energy and ma- and mass are interchangeable and basically the same thing. I.e., the atom bomb. Uh-huh. You can get. Mass from energy, you can get energy from mass, but we still had a big question mark. Okay. About how did we get mass? Because without mass, nothing works. Nothing hangs together.
1: I love this.
0: That's where the Higgs boson comes in.
1: Oh my gosh, Higgs boson. Higgs, Tell me,
0: mother, everything. Boson. Edinburgh. Nineteen o four. Oh my
1: gosh, I love this.
0: Uh. 1964, excuse me, because I can't read my own writing. Oh,
1: well, that's all right. I forgive I saw, you. I said
0: 1904 and went, wait, no, that can't be that right. That can't
1: be true. Uh, Edinburgh,
0: 1964. Thank a you. A man named Peter Higgs uh, purported to believe that there was an invisible field, a force field around all our atoms, as it were. Lies. That uh, created... Mass as we know it today, and it was called by people that theorized it the Higgs boson.
1: The Higgs boson. Which is
0: why we get to the most famous atom smasher, the Large Hadron Collider in Geneva, Switzerland.
1: Okay. And
0: the object was to, to find the God Particle.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, the God Particle. Which is what the media coined it. They just said we want to find the Higgs boson to show where mass comes from. Okay. And then the media was like, if they discover the God particle, that means they'll know where everything comes from. Okay. <clears throat> and guess what? In they... 2012, they <gasps> motherfucking did. No,
1: they didn't. They
0: did. Evan, wh- was a big deal.
1: This is the thing. Like you just like go. I was just like satisfied to be like, oh, they look at cosmic back- cosmic background rays to know where the. Big Bang comes from, and you're just like, no, let me tell you all about a god particle. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to sit back and listen to this.
0: Well, if I can find- No, it's out, okay.
1: You need to find it on your phone. It takes takes a little bit. It's hard.
0: Okay, this is from an article at www.theblaze.com. The god particle explained in two minutes by the man who discovered it. Who better to describe the Higgs boson colloquially called the God particle than the man who helped theorize its existence and its namesake? Dr. Peter Higgs sat down with BBC's Life Scientific Radio Program Monday and gave one of the most basic descriptions he could. One would think that the subatomic particle, which researchers at the CERN Particle Accelerator in Geneva, that's C-E-R-N. we
1: know that because they had the particle accelerator when we were talking about string theory.
0: Yes, they sure did. Good memory on you. Uh, let's see. These particles are just packages of energy of some kind of field, the 84-year-old said, and the feature that distinguishes this kind of theory, which leads to this kind of symmetry breaking, is the existence of the... Of what we theoretical physicists call the vacuum, which means nowadays something different from what it used to mean. It's just the lowest energy state that you could possibly have in which there are no particles around, but there may be something around. And that something around can be a background field of some sort which pervades the universe.
1: So they're trying to figure out what the soup was. <laughs> Basically, in the yeah. Big Bang? What
0: allowed matter to bind together. Huh. Uh, he goes on. In this theory, there is such a background field, and the background field, its interaction with all the other stuff that goes through, is responsible for generating the masses and mass differences of other particles. Elementary particles, those which are packages of all the energy in other fields, simply because the background affects the way the waves propagate. But then the field itself can be excited, or classically, to give you waves to the packages of energy that are the Higgs boson. So it's an extra, which comes with this type of theory, that you need to have something there, which is the excitation of the background field.
1: So the background field needs to have some energy up in it.
0: And they found it. They found the particle that leads to the background field. Cool. Yeah.
1: So that just like further proves it, well doesn't it, prove but further like gives credence yes. to hey when all this mucky soup was happening and yes. we were just like so the matter linked together and we're not quite sure how we can it, say the matter linked together and
0: this is how it sure as hell doesn't hurt that's awesome. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something, like, about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while... It was funny to me. The, hey, I mean, I enjoy it. I? <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell Come anything. Come on over listen to the Bearded Ones podcast, I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I like it. I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> you, yeah, don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones comedy podcast on the Bearded Pods network. So now, you asked earlier, where... Does the Big Bang come from? What was around before right. the Big Bang? It's from what I saw anyway, completely unprovable because time didn't exist before the Big Bang, we don't
1: think. Right.
0: But as we said last week, what if the Big Bang was created by the collision of two other already existing universes? Yeah. Who knows?
1: This was like the part po- the thing that like really entranced me. Yeah, I'm fascinated with by that too. The Big Bangy bit. Because okay, so you got A couple different theories of what was there before the Big Bang. So, we've got this loop quantum gravity theory, which some people call the Big Bounce. Isn't that hilarious? What's the Big Bounce? Well, before the Big Bang, this is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. Before the Big Bang- Yeah,
0: I know nothing about what you're about to say.
1: Time moved in a way that we would consider backward for billions of years. So, it went like from out to end it went like so. Time was going backwards for billions of years. You know, like how thirteen point seven billion years yeah. ago, like time has been moving in this forward direction. Yeah. Well, people think that it was moving backwards for billions and billions of years with the universe contracting until it shrank to this subatomic <gasps> size. Then the Big Bang occurred and time began to progress and the universe, universe expanded in the way that we know it now.
0: So if you lived in that universe. Yeah. You were going backwards in time. You were Benjamin buttoning an entire universe.
1: Or, like, maybe that was their forward. You know what I mean? Like They were just like, oh, when someone is born, they're this old person. (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, they get older and then they become this tiny little version of themselves. This is the problem with
0: trying to theorize about what happened before the Big Bang is it will never end. Because if there was something before the Big Bang, what was there before that? Right. Which means what was there before that? Right. Where did everything begin? Well, and
1: that's why they think it's this loop quantum gravity that just like, it's always going to get like, all of the matter in the universe will be this tiny thing and then the tiny thing will explode and, like, come on, I expand, 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 and then, like, it will expand and then start moving backwards. Like, maybe energy will happen to push it all back, and then time will start moving backwards and get into tiny, 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 and then big, 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 and then tiny, tiny, that's, tiny, big, 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 big. And that is why it's, like, in this loop that, like, it will never end. That's even. incredible.
0: I, I love that so much. I
1: think it's cool.
0: I, 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 I love the idea... That, and that it could makes it's sense. so much better than what fucking Stephen Hawking had to say,
1: well, with this like conservation of energy, this mm-hmm. conservation of matter,' it's like if everything exists and will never go away, right, it will always just keep reincarnating keep and re-going. that is
0: to be fair, right before we get into the whole religious angle discussion, if you want to go there, yeah. um that is a question that I think is why people believe in an afterlife because they can't accept the fact that there might be nothing that since. We all are this matter that never completely goes away. Yeah. We have to go somewhere, right? Yeah. And to be totally honest, I'm not completely opposed to that idea. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, like and our this idea of like consciousness being a thing is like, oh, that's that's hard to understand. Yeah. But let's let's talk about I have I call this next one string theory returns. Bum, so bum, basically bum. Bum, So every few, you know, a few trillion years or so, okay. our universe. Bumps into another universe what? in what is known as the Big Splat. Oh. Aren't these horrible, like uh, big puns? Um, so Paul Steinhardt, he's uh, our Princeton University, prof. of course.
0: Love Paul Steinhardt. No, um, no idea who
1: he is. He's he he's a big proponent of this. He says that the action of the universe takes place in a five-dimensional space. Okay. And before the Big Bang occurred, the universe consisted of two perfectly flat four-dimensional surfaces. One of these sheets is our universe, and the other is a hidden parallel universe, and random fluctuations in this unseen companion universe caused it to distort and reach towards our universe, and the floater universe splatted into our Uh,
0: universe. Creating another dimension?
1: And the energy of that collision... Made the Big Bang happen.
0: What?
1: So that is what Paul Steinhardt is all about.
0: We're all just a splat.
1: That we just like, and it's it kind of like goes with that, with that, uh the cold spot. Yeah. That, you know, that idea of like, if there is maybe, maybe not a flat earth, but like maybe a bubble universe or something went boom, and then the Big Bang. So going off happens. the
0: splat theory. Yeah. Our universe mm-hmm. was a bug that was flying through the highway. Of another much bigger universe. And on a, on a on the car windshield of
1: a universe, yeah.
0: On a car of a universe. Yeah. And here we are. Well, the other thing that I read, the only thing I read about what might have happened before the Big Bang does come from Stephen Hawking, and he calls it the no boundary proposal.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Stephen Hawking's ideas took him to the edge of the universe and back where it all started. Along with scientist James Hartle, Hawking put forth an idea of what happened before the Big Bang. Because the universe is constantly expanding, scientists have suggested that the origins of the universe can be traced by thinking about the process in reverse. Hello? <gasps> While backtracking, Hawkins and Hartle realized the universe becomes smaller until you reach the extremely dense and high-energy ball necessary for the Big Bang to violently set the beginnings of the universe in place. Yet, as you get smaller and smaller, you start seeing the origins of the universe at the subatomic level.
1: What does that even mean?
0: I don't know. Here's where things get a bit complicated. Here is where they get a bit complicated. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. (laughs) The duo theorized that once you get to such a tiny, detailed level where particles spontaneously pop up and disappear, space becomes separated from time.
1: Ooh.
0: In essence, time loses the meaning we traditionally assign to it. As a result, it's impossible to measure events before the Big Bang because time, as we know it, doesn't exist. So
1: like the space-time blanket that we think about just was like couldn't have been there, so tiny and didn't exist. Yes. Well, you know, I I read a similar like Stephen Hawking theory, um, which may be simplifying what your theory I hope so was, or it may be just like Stephen Hawking was just like, well, if not that, then maybe it's this other thing. But yeah. he said that the the in his, this theory that I I read is that he would the universe would neither be created nor destroy destroyed. It would just be so I, I I called this something out of nothing, <laughs> so physicists in this school point to this idea called quantum tunneling. It's a f- documented phenomenon in which really small particles appear in different places at the same time, yeah, and this only happens to particles that are smaller than an atom, so it mm-hmm. might be like getting a down cork. to this like tiny yeah. place kind of what you were talking about um. But since at the time of the Big Bang, the entire universe was subatomic, so it's this tiny, tiny thing, the entire universe could have suddenly appeared where it had not been before. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, on the subatomic level, we have witnessed two particles existing, bloop, like, at the same time in two different places.
0: Mm -hmm. That, what you're talking about? Yes. Is what I read that led me to believe originally In string theory and parallel universes. Yeah. But I may have misinterpreted.
1: Well, I mean, I think that it very well lends itself to parallel universes because if our universe were like teeny tiny itty Mm -hmm. bitty sumatomic and it can appear in two places, the Mm -hmm. same particle can appear in two places. Why not appear in like multiple places? Why not have like two literal like parallel universes? Does this
0: theory have a name?
1: This theory is I, I just called it something out of nothing, but it may very well be actually called something out of nothing. Um, I'll Google it.
0: It looks like you and that little skeleton are reading together. Yeah, it's adorable. well, I,
1: I, Evan has put like a weird skeleton clown on my microphone because he's weird like that, and so I have decided instead that was of blame him, being afraid of it, I am going to like embrace it. So I've like have it like sitting up.
0: Carissa never wanted pictures of her out, but now all the geeks are going to know what you look like.
1: Gross. So in any case, so the universe could have just like, bloop, here it is, like mm-hmm. appeared somewhere where it was not before. So there are some theological implications to this. Go for it. So like to to kind of talk about this, St. Augustine mm-hmm. said that, you know, when he was asked what God was doing before creating the universe, St. Augustine said, since God created time, when they created the universe, there was no before Right, like this concept of time, like, like time existed when the universe started.
0: Our tiny brains cannot comprehend time not existing.
1: Right, or time, ta- like you know, in the fir- the quantum l- the loop quantum gravity that like time could move backwards. Yeah, and that's normal. Yeah, and because we've never seen time work backwards, and no. that doesn't mean that like things move backwards, but just I don't. know. What if I don't we're know? moving
0: backwards right now and we
1: don't know it? What- exactly. People may think like, well, that's a weird way to look at the, to do things. And are yeah. like, well, we're just moving the way that we know how to move.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you, moving into the last section of the show, what is your belief system? Do you, agnostic, atheist, uh, positive agnostic, Catholic, whatever?
1: You said a lot of things just then that that's I so many different things don't now. know. Um, I would say that I am of the earth. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, we are all creators of our own destiny sure. and that uh, the the universe, like the world, God, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, is like, has our best interests at heart. And um, yeah, that we are like the strongest creators in the universe. Very we similar to when
0: Morpheus asked Neo in the first Matrix movie, do you believe in fate? And he says, no. And Morpheus says, why? Because I don't like to believe I'm not in charge of my own life. And Morpheus says, I know exactly what you mean. Then he went on to tell him about the Matrix.
1: Oh, look at that. So I believe in the Matrix.
0: No, you shouldn't. Oh, I mean, bad. I don't
1: believe it. <laughs> You've never seen the in... Matrix,
0: have <laughs> Why would
1: I have seen the Matrix, Evan?
0: <laughs> it's great. It's all about choice and predestination, I've though. I've
1: seen the first Matrix. Oh, so you know what the Matrix is. Uh, uh, kind of. I mean, I've I've seen it in that. I was like, oh, there's like a scary spy man <laughs> after this man, and then there's bending spoons, and then like they're different pills, but what does that have to do with anything? Well, And then they're like in a little like pod is like yeah. babies being used not, by not humans. Not to go off on a
0: huge pop That's culture tangent. Tan- But it basically means, and there are actual physicists, scientists who believe not necessarily that we're in the matrix, but that we live in a computer simulation. Okay. That we are actually not really physically here looking at each other. We're actually hooked up to this giant computer that is creating all of this reality for us. Probably. Something to think about.
1: It could be. What do you think, Evan?
0: I veer between agnostic and atheist. Okay. Now, I call myself agnostic usually because I don't have the certainty of anything. I won't know until I die. But true. Uh, other a- atheists like Penn Jillette, like Bill Maher, have referred to it in a very simple way. We don't know what's going to happen when we die, but we don't believe there's a God. That's all being an atheist means. This is true. So... Technically, I'm probably more atheist. I don't necessarily think there's a conscious force that has anything to do with anything that goes on on this planet.
1: Oh, wow. I think we're
0: only programmed to look for that stuff because, again, in order to survive, we have yeah. to find patterns. That's why mm-hmm. people see Jesus' face in a slice of toast. That's why people see the face on the moon.
1: I see your face in slices of toast, Evan.
0: Do you? Do you then eat them? Yep. I don't really <laughs> eat
1: toast, but that's beside the point. Um,
0: then you just throw them away. You just throw my faces away.
1: I do. No, that was a lie. I don't really faces see your face in toast.
0: Um, but this is where sort of religion and science collide probably the most. This and evolution are probably the two most argued things. And the problem is, it's like you said earlier, now they're coming back. A lot of them are going back and saying, well, God could have created the Big Bang.
1: Right. And the yeah. reason
0: that I don't feel comfortable saying that is because mm-hmm. that's still making a giant leap.
1: It's just like saying another universe just bumped into ours. Right. Like we don't have any real like what is this? We have
0: more evidence for the universe theory than this big conscious being up in the sky well, going I want to create this universe. Possibly. Well just like these cold spots and all that kind of stuff. We can no, see that. The problem this is, is, is he, until God actually comes down and goes I'm God. Here's what I did. Here's the map. Here's my diagram. Here's my blueprint. We can't say that there's a conscious being up there that did all this. This is true. And that's the problem. I have, you know, I know people that are very religious and have a lot of faith, but they're also in forensics. And I always use this comparison, because this is what irritates me about the conversation, let's just say, mm-hmm. especially with the people who don't believe in the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. That I, I, as a teenager, witnessed an argument between a friend of mine who was kind of strictly biblical mm-hmm. and another guy who was all about evolution. Always fun. And... It was yeah, it was terrible. I got so, like, down about humanity. Because Aww. on the one hand, you had the Amen. guy that said, here's what happened. God had a, had a pile of sand in his hand, and he took it, and he threw it out there, and it became the planets in the universe. And the guy goes, that's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard. And obviously I have to side with the second guy, but that's the frustrating part, is because it is all completely based in faith, yeah. and just seeing one thing. And going, that confirms my belief, therefore that must be what it is. So I always use this example for this. If you walk into, if you are a forensics person, you walk into the, uh, the, a place where someone's been murdered. Yes. All the evidence is there for you. The fingerprints, the blood, the DNA, the Gross. weapon on the body, all this other stuff. Yeah. But they also have a picture of their wife on the counter. And you look at her and go, I'll bet it's her. And everyone around you goes, there's no evidence to support that theory we need to do the work and figure this stuff out and you go nope i know it's her i just have a feeling
1: mm, okay
0: and that kind of thing bothers me because it, it, it all boils down to if you want to believe in god great if you want to believe that god created the big bang and started the universe awesome if that makes you happy if that answers the questions for you great yeah but since we can't physically prove it yet maybe someday we can do a stargate up to heaven or something, I don't know. That
1: would be weird.
0: It would be, but it'd be awesome. Yeah. Then then we can't say that's what it is. And the problem is the faith argument is totally based in just sheer belief and a lot of times sort of uh, manipulation of existing science and fact to support your own theories. Whereas... It goes the exact opposite way in true scientific study, where mm-hmm. you don't make the theory until you have the evidence to support it. This is
1: true. You like have a hypothesis, and you yes. say, "I think this is working." You test but it. But the whole time, you're like, "I need to prove my yeah. hypothesis." And wrong. the opposite
0: is, I believe this. I'm going to find the evidence that proves what I believe.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's hard. And I mean, yeah. It. I'm. I have never encountered anyone who was like, "The Big Bang didn't happen." Like that's. I never- have. I know.
0: But I've been brought up in Greenville, South Carolina.
1: It's <laughs> true. And I was brought up in uh, Pennsylvania.
0: But Pennsylvania has a lot of, you know, I know some very true. conservative people from Pennsylvania. Yeah,
1: but I, I don't think I've ever met anyone. And maybe I have, but they just w- didn't tell me or whatever. But they were just like, I believe only in, you know, that God made this and did biblical stuff. And I guess that's just not how I was raised. Like, I was raised in the United Methodist Church. And it was just kind of like, hey, like, this is what the Bible says about, like, right mm-hmm. now. And the Bible says about, like, hey, if, like, someone is, is in the road bleeding, you help yeah. them. And, like, oh, if, like, someone is, is being a jerk, you're going to, like, hey, just, like, be nice to them <laughs> anyway because they're probably going through a lot of crap. And I think that's it a direct like, quote from Jesus. Right? And it wasn't like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use this biblical text to explain why we're here right now. It's like, well. You can't do that. No. But like while we're here right now, let's use this biblical text to like figure out how to be the best people we can Which be. goes back, and
0: maybe this is what we can close on, that debate you were talking about earlier, the Bill Nye Australian guy debate. Yes. The most frustrating answer to any question I've ever heard in my life because Bill Nye basically had one argument. While this guy is flailing around mm-hmm. trying to prove his creationist thing, Bill Nye kept going, okay, Noah, we're expected to believe that a man and six of his buddies created a boat large enough to carry two of every animal on the planet. And they gathered one male, one female, from every animal on the planet, put them on this boat, and survived for 40 days or 40 nights. We're supposed to believe... Well,
1: the answer is, like, through God, all things are possible.
0: This is what frustrated me. This is where I had to turn the debate off. Mm -hmm. So Bill Nye goes, so we're supposed to believe that six unskilled workers created a boat that large. Yeah. His retort... Well, you can't say they were unskilled.
1: That's amazing.
0: And at that point, I went, This isn't a real debate. I can't listen to this anymore. And if that's the only evidence you've got to support your point and people still believe you, I have lost all faith well, in humanity.
1: I don't think it was ever meant to be like a real debate. Bill
0: Knight took it as a real I know. debate.
1: And then I mean but I mean it never could be a real debate. Because when right. you have two people who like don't come to like the common ground and then go off from there. Sure there was just no common ground to be had there because his, you know, the Australian, I wish we knew his name. It uh, doesn't matter. We'll come up with it. Don't but look a, him up. Australian Don't creationist friend is like using like pure faith and saying like, again, through God, all things is possible. Mm-hmm. And if you have faith and you believe, this is what's happening. And like Bill Nye coming at it from a very scientific, oh. like I'm going to disprove my hypotheses kind of point of view. There's just no common ground there. But a debate's than- supposed
0: to have common ground.
1: I think debates, like any good debate is gonna start from a place that says, Hey, we both like think this about this thing, but like this is how we differ. Right. It may not explicitly be said, sure. but like it's like there are two people who can like agree on the same topic that they're going to discuss and like Bill Nye and this guy weren't debating the same topic. But also
0: one of the problems is when you have the evidence to support your hypothesis mm-hmm. and the other person simply does not that's not a debate well, either
1: right because yeah and that's why that's why it wasn't a debate right. because like he, the, the creationist friend, was like, I'm going to defend my beliefs using the Bible. Right. And Bill and I was like, I'm going to defend my beliefs based on scientific facts. And the thing is— And there was just no way—those those are just like the apples is, and oranges. The
0: thing that's a little frustrating, and I've encountered this when I've talked to people of a very strong faith, is that no one's saying there isn't a God. Right. I don't necessarily believe in one, but I'm also not saying there's not one. Yeah. The big, Scientists like, aren't going, there isn't a God. Yeah, They're believing just going, that the Big
1: Bang happened is right. not saying God doesn't exist. It's right. saying that like, hey, we have... Uh, ideas about like how the Big Bang started and
0: this is testable and provable yeah. a giant man in the sky who decides everything and creates everything for us at this point anyway is just simply not so until yeah. we can prove it we have to go Or oh, that, there's like, nothing pointing me in this or direction or that God
1: exists and that like how cool is that that like God had this idea for like a universe that would start from this subatomic particle. There would be this kind of energy that is expelled, that like all of this universe could happen and that like the earth could exist from that. That doesn't, none of this says that like God doesn't exist. Right. But the problem is, saying saying that
0: God did this is pure imagination. And we just can't do that in trying to prove verifiable fact. Right. If it gets to the point where we can, then everybody in the scientific community would go, oh, great. Guess what, guys? We found a God. Yeah.
1: And people can, you know, believe whatever they want to believe. If his you name wanna... is Chris
0: Hemsworth, and he plays Thor.
1: Chris Hemsworth is God. Mm. That would be amazing. But yeah, people can believe whatever they want to believe, and if, like, they want to believe that, like, the Big Bang didn't happen, that's cool. That's fine but with like, me, but don't... We had a cool podcast about yeah. how it does exist.
0: But the problem to me is you can believe anything you want, but then if you ignore the evidence we already have because it challenges that belief, or if you want to teach somebody something different... Because that belief is challenged by verifiable evidence, mm-hmm. that's when I go, okay, step back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you don't want to bang your head against a wall, Mm-mm. and they don't want to bang their head against the wall because they believe what they believe. But and you this do is be hard.
0: want to bang your head. Mental health will drive you mad. Huh? It's a song.
1: I can't know these things. Bang your head.
0: No nope. health would drive you mad. Pink Floyd? No. Pretty sure Metallica? Might been, no. Might have been Quiet Riot. I don't know. We can't play it anyway cuz it's licensed music. Gross. Um Emily Thank you for yet another awesome, stimulating discussion.
1: Evan, thank you again for a stimulating discussion.
0: Thank you for chicken-winging it.
1: You're welcome. I'm just, like, standing here with, like, my (laughs) arms, like, very high. It's like like, she's a
0: superhero pose to say thank you.
1: Like, kind of, well, I just, like, I feel very, like, yes, we did it. We got through the, it was way over my head, and yet we figured it out. It was
0: over mine, too, believe me.
1: What's next week? Black holes. I think black holes are up next week.
0: I can't wait.
1: It's going to be exciting. It's
0: going to be real exciting. We're going to figure it out. There was a Disney movie called The Black Hole. Really? Yeah, live action back in like the early '80s. Use it. A family. I have to go. I'd have to go rewatch it, and I don't know where. And I don't even know if it's that good.
1: When we do our episode about gravity, are we going to watch the movie Gravity and see how bad it is? Like how it doesn't use gravity?
0: Uh, I know from Neil deGrasse Tyson what's wrong about the movie. Ooh. So maybe we could bring that to the table.
1: A lot of things to the table.
0: Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, A, you leave us a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes, regardless of what you say. We'll, we'll read, read it, it on it. the air. Yeah. And uh it's podcast addict that you can also leave a review on. If we get that, we will uh, read it out on the air. If you would like to get in touch with us and tell us that we're stupid.
1: <gasps> or that we're smart.
0: Or that we're smart stupid, smart Or that we're smurted, smooted then you can email us, Lucky10,000 at Gmail or Twitter at, at Lucky underscore 10K. Emily, I had a lot of fun.
1: I had a lot of fun too, Evan. I hope
0: you guys listening had a lot of fun. And I hope you got lucky tonight. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at Lucky. Underscore 10k
1: and visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com